Welcome to The Neighbor Next Door, a podcast about the power and importance of neighboring. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, and I am joined, as usual, on the virtual front porch by my colleague and neighboring, Adam Barlow-Thompson. Hey, good neighbors, and welcome to the podcast. We are excited to have you here because, as we do on occasion, we've brought in people who are living out the principles that we talk about all the time in their real lives. And I am already, I've just met these people, but I'm already thrilled because they have that kind of spunk and energy that this podcast needs. And so I wanna introduce Alicia and Maureen from Midland, Michigan, who are here to talk about some of the neighboring that you guys have done. So welcome to, um, we call it our front porch, this podcast. So welcome to our front porch. Thanks for having us here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for inviting us. We're we're thrilled to talk about neighboring because we think it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so I think I also noteworthy, Maureen, you you are the mayor of Midland. Is this correct? I, I am. Okay. I, I think you may be the highest ranking civic official <laughs> we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a low bar, but you did set, you raised it for us. You raised so that's it. Good. <laughs> yes. So I thought it might be helpful actually to start um, with just a description of Midland. I mean, how, what, how you would describe Midland to folks who have not heard of that community. Um, and, uh, and then we can talk a little bit about what's, what's happened there in terms of intentional neighboring. Sure. Um, so Midland is exactly that. It's in the middle. You know, we hold up our, our up our hand like this, and we say, "This is where we are." Midland's in, about in the middle of the the state of Michigan. Um, we are a community of about forty two thousand folks by area. We're the fifth largest city in the state of of Michigan. Um, we are the home of the Dow Chemical Company. And so, um, and we're, you know, some people consider us rural. We're north of Detroit. Um, so it's some people think we're rural. We don't consider ourselves to be rural. rural. We're just, you know, a, a smaller community. Um, I, I think we're a great place to live. We have a wonderful vision for ourselves. Together, forward, bold, an exceptional place where everyone thrives and we work at that. And um, we think that certainly we're a, a product of, um, you know, our forefathers who, um, you know, you know, like many places we were, you know, first inhabited by um, Native Americans. And then the lumber industry came into uh, to our area and they didn't have the concept of sustainability. So once all the trees were gone, they, you know, they didn't know what, you know, what we were going to do next. And, gentleman by the name of Herbert Dow came and he was a scientist and we have brine in our soil and he started on the development of the Dow Chemical Company at that point in time, which was, you know, well over a hundred years ago. Um, and so at that point in time, which I think is interesting and is part of who we are, is that they were not only just building a company at that time, they were also building a community. 
So they were, so the folks who came here to work were trying to also say, what do we want the place that we're going to live be like? And so we, I think we're very collaborative and we work very hard, you know, to work um, together um, as a community. Yes. See, this is why I'm so excited because it's like the, you know, the big bucket for our conversation is neighboring, but one of the things that we talk about often uh, in terms of our communities is knowing the story of, of our communities, which helps kind of shape our understanding and like, and even just the intentionality of how do, what, what kind of community was being built here, right? Like, yeah. and how that shapes you, it shapes your community today. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so so with kind of that framework, um, I am curious to hear how this how the idea of like intentionally neighboring came to Midland and got started. So the story about the the, the actual process, because I think a lot of neighboring was going on. Um, we were t- you know talking a little bit earlier, and I said I grew up in a neighborhood. I mean. We were neighboring all the time. The neighbor lady was always, you know, correcting me when I did something wrong. And, you know, and then my mother was correcting me after that also. So, you know, it was that neighboring process, I think, had been going on for for a long time. For me personally, um, you know, I now, you know, I'm married, you know, I have a family and I always wanted to go to a Christmas party. Yeah. And, you know, nobody was having a Christmas party. And finally, I realized, like, why do I think somebody else should do it? If I want to, you know, go to a party, maybe I'm, maybe I need to be responsible. So for my, that's my own personal little journey in my, in my neighborhood. Um, but how the bigger movement started really was a woman by the name of Linda Owen was visiting um, her sister in Colorado and she went to church and the um, minister was talking about neighboring. And she said they. And she came back to Midland, and she said uh, to our city manager, "They're doing this really cool thing in Colorado on neighboring, and the churches are all talking about it." And he said, "I think you should talk to the mayor about that." So she did. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, "Oh, okay. Well, let me think about it." So I, um, she, you know, I, so I called the mayor's office in Denver. Just mm. to say, what what are you, what are you doing there about neighboring? Can you help me out? Because I figured they don't know me. If I, if I'm asking a dumb question, they'll just you know say, oh, somebody called me and it was a little <laughs> odd. So anyway, they told me about it. They connected me with um, with a gentleman who kind of was starting this process, and um, so I called him up and we had a wonderful conversation, and it said, you know, here's what we're doing. We're saying, you know, if we're supposed to love our neighbor, you need to know who your neighbor is. I thought, mm-hmm. brilliant. How hard is that? And that's <laughs> right. How hard is that? Mm-hmm. So um, I really liked the idea. So I connected with a gentleman who is the, um, a minister at a local church here and, and everybody knows him. He's like the community minister. Um, and I said, hey, Wally, it's Maureen. I want to talk to you about this neighboring thing I heard to see if you think we could do it. So I explained it to him. 
And he said, well, let's try. So I, uh, we identified, you know, many churches in Midland and I sent them each a letter inviting them to come and meet with me. And um, so they, a lot of them showed up and I said, you know, I would like to talk with you um, not about how to build your congregation, but how you can help us strengthen our community. Yeah. And we, we brought Dave Runyon in to, you know, talk about what they were doing. And so we had the churches all sign, sign up, a lot of them sign on. And so what I had found was really, we as a community had not reached out to the faith-based community to say, can you help us before? Mm -hmm. So it was really in a way empowering them um, to give back to their community. And we said, it's not about your church. It's really about how you can help us be a great place to live. And that was kind of how, that's how it started. Yes. Yeah. And that was back in about 2000, that was in 2011. Oh, okay. That. So Dave's um, group, Duluth, they were the first and then Duluth, Minnesota and Midland, Michigan were both, we could both kind of, we were like their first followers. <laughs> so, to speak. Yes. so they were very helpful you know to us and it created a huge momentum i can t i mean we created some little commercial youtube things that we put out there and a week for over a year a week not a week went by without someone saying this neighboring is the most wonderful thing ever wow I know. <laughs> yeah I wish I would have thought of it. <laughs> you know, like, wow, neighboring, yay. Yeah. And I love, like, uh, so Dave Runyon is one of the co authors of The Art of Neighboring, a book that we like use and promote all the time. It's a great book. And one of the stories he tells in that is, you know, the mayor of his city telling him that, I mean, if y'all would just love your neighbor, like, you know, Jesus said, then that actually helps everybody a lot and you're naming that so well maureen of like churches churches who are able just to do that simple commandment yeah it may not grow your church it's not a church growth model necessarily but the whole community benefits so much from that kind of just simple um kind of you know beautiful little act of just loving the neighbor so I mean, I want to, I'm curious if there are um, specific instances, I'm thinking about your comment about a person a week coming back and saying, this neighboring stuff is fantastic. Like, what were some of the things that you noticed, like people were discovering or like what, what was energizing about it for folks, do you think? Well, I think part of it was, you know, they were out in their yards and one might have, you know, gone to the Methodist church and is talking to someone who's at the Episcopal church mm. and going, oh my God, we talked about the same thing. <laughs> so, you know, kind of a connection there. And so, um, and, you know, we, and it wasn't, so it wasn't just a, a Christian based effort either. You know, folks from the mosque 
got involved. And so it was really, and that wasn't without tensions because there were some tensions, you know, with all of that, but um, it was uh, something that we all can do. It's just very simple. And so we found these connections. And of course we used the, the uh, we created our own magnets, the house with the houses around it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so people started, they go, I really don't know my neighbors. Oh my gosh. I, and the apartment in apartments, they're like, I don't know the person who lives next door to me. We, you know, we, we don't ask them their name, but now I do. Mm. Um, so those are the, the wonderful little stories. And then people would tell us stories about how they may um, neighbor even on a, on a deeper level. And so in fact, this past week, um, a gentleman passed away who on Saturday mornings would have a neighborhood breakfast the neighbors came and he would always make this egg strata thing and he would be out in his backyard at eight o'clock and wow. he um then the other neighbors would come someone would bring their they would roast their own coffee and they would bring it then someone would go down to the farmer's market and they would come with the fresh fruit you know and there would be a group of people and they invited me to come one day to their neighboring thing so I got to see Roy's neighboring breakfast mm. Wow. And in his obituary, um, it said that he was so proud of his neighboring effort. Yeah. And just a great guy. And he looked out in his backyard one day, that day I was there, and he said, you know, people talk about quality of life. And I look out in my backyard and I look around me now, he goes, this is quality of life. <laughs> oh, my God. It was awesome. Yes. I mean, geez, Maureen, that was, that was so good. <laughs> I mean, I'm crying. Me so. too. So good. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the thing, the thing that you're naming is like, you knew, you knew in, inherently that neighboring is easy and good. Others knew that as well. And yet it still doesn't happen like on a, like on a like citywide scale very often until some group of people comes in and gives permission and encouragement. And you guys did that in Midland. And I'm curious, like, what was that like to build the momentum and how, how long did it take before like people started to catch on that this is something we're doing it, like own it as their identity? Well, I, I think it, so it started out and, you know, the second year, um, you know, we, we did it a second year. So they had chosen like three Sundays, you know, to talk about it. Um, and, and then the, the group of faith-based folks, you know, continued to meet and talk about how we could get, you know, make this, you know, even better. And of course, and it wasn't about event. This wasn't, this had nothing to do with evangelizing. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, and so I think people also had to take a look internally, especially if you were talking with someone who doesn't have Christian beliefs, how can they be a part of this also? And I always say, you know, that, you know, it shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. We just need to really try to get to know one another. So we, as I said, started about in 2011 with this and it kind of grew. We didn't really do anything formal. We kind of let the churches do it. And then we had um, a flood in 2017 here in Midland. And, the, it, and I would say kind of the popularity of neighboring, I mean, people were doing it, 
Um, but there wasn't, then we became a little bit more formal after 2017, because one of the things that happened after this flood was that people said, you know what? I always wanted to meet that guy down in that house because mm. I thought they lived in the coolest house. But when we were all standing out in our yard because we were flooded, that's when I got to meet them. Mm. That's what it took for us to meet one another. So we just went, wow, if something wonderful could come out of a flood, getting to know your neighbor was definitely it. Then we decided we were going to try and get a little bit more formal about it. And we thought, you know, kids are kind of always bring folks together. And if we could be doing something in the schools, how could we do that? So, you know, we asked, we put together a little committee and you know, we had third grade teachers say, I'll head it up in the schools, you know, and we'll ask our, you know, our kids what, you know, what they do. And so if we, we kind of um, had a little bit more formal process around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've really kind of, you know, we've grown, we've grown it from that. Um, and, you know, I send letters to businesses and say, you know what, I mean, do people even know who works on the third floor of the building they're in? And that our health system are the ones who said, you know, we got this new building. They, they don't know them. We're going to like have people in their cubicles. We're going to have them. Their job is to meet the person, you know, go around the building yes. and, you know, meet other people. So that was really nice with, so they could do it within their businesses. And because we have a large manufacturing community here, it's all about safety. How do you take those safety things that, you know, at safety meetings, can you talk about it at a safety meeting? And how can you take that safety back to your neighborhood? How does that help you have a safer community if you know the people who are living next to you? So we kind of tried to, um, you know, deepen the converse, deepen the conversation in a way that everybody could find a piece that where they felt they could fit in. Listeners, as you uh, as you can probably tell from this interview uh, with uh, our friends at Midland, Michigan, uh, it, there was too much good stuff here. We, there's no way we could get this boiled down into one episode, and so Adam and I decided we're going to split it up into two parts. Um, and uh, it's just been great, I think, to hear the, the the practical stories and experiences of a community really living into neighboring over the last nine years. Um, when we come back in our next episode, we're going to hear more from them about the relationship between government and neighboring, uh, as well as the role that neighboring plays in shaping an inclusive community. And it is just brilliant. Uh, you're not going to want to miss it. It's, it, it they, they put words to ideas that, that I haven't heard anyone articulate before. And it's just fantastic. So, uh, so stay tuned for that. Um, but again, thank you for joining us for this episode. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for part two of the Midland, Michigan interview. Until then, happy neighboring. Happy neighboring. <laughs>